0: Hey everybody, Matt Ham here. Thanks so much for listening to Wake Up Our Faith. Today's show title is, Who You Think You Are Versus Who You Actually Are. This is a great conversation about getting beyond cultural stereotypes and expectations to tap into who you actually are. Here's today's show. Brother Kevin, (laughs) happy uh, happy new week. Happy new week. Happy uh, good morning Wednesday. Happy September! <laughs> it is Happy September, happy big
1: Planet Earth. <laughs>
0: we got a we got a friend of ours that's a big Earth, Wind, and Fire fan.
1: Yeah, I know several people talking about. <laughs> we just shout out to him, man. You talking about uh, C three? Yeah, man. He's oh, a yeah. he's a big. He is. September. That was a little tribute.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. man! Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. This is Wake Up Our Faith. Uh, Kevin and I are the co-founders of Uprint, Faith and Personal Development. <laughs> Uh, Helping people bridge the gap between Sundays, tap into their uh, greater purpose and calling, their kind of kingdom purpose, uh, unique human value as we uh, describe it. And uh, this show is all about helping people walk that out. So we appreciate you guys uh, being with us today. So Kev, today's Mm -hmm. title uh, of the show is Who You Think You Are Mm -hmm. Versus Who You Actually Are.
1: That's right, because we know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. As if. Uh, well, it's kind of a long title, but uh, it really, the idea is, we, it, it applies to each of us, and it's just meant to provoke thought and help people to understand uh, they're actually very important, mm-hmm. um, not just in a, a sort of a human, legal, political, whatever mountain you want to climb way, but, right. but uh, to God. And, uh, and, and not in a cliche way, but uh, there's a very nuanced particular intent uh, as if God painted an original. And so uh, we want people to understand that. So you have to kind of look at how the world sees you versus, uh, you know, who how God sees you. And that, that's the idea. Well, you know, it's, it's really a
0: grown-up kind of mature adult uh, dynamic. I think a lot of people maybe struggle with, at what point in their life do they begin to navigate this kind of tension um, right. of, of who the world says you are or who do you think you have to be mm-hmm. versus who God's created you to be? Yeah. And it's really dangerous, I think, because there's a lot of folks, especially in our culture right now, who mm-hmm. this is who I am. This is my truth. And so it, it kind of <laughs> has this moniker, yeah. right, right, of this is who I am, but it takes faith out of it and it makes it about the self. So there's a lot of really cool you know, pathways yeah. to kind of go down here.
1: Yeah. Well, I think uh what the what we see around us is a result of uh, horrific parenting. <laughs> uh whoever did it in the 80s and 90s uh wow, you know, and of course we started in the 90s so but uh yeah, it, who you are is uh it, you have to get that answer from the one who made you. Yeah. And that's that's what we're about um we call it a lot of different things in fact there's so many ways to look at this it it sometimes it, it, you get tongue tied trying to explain what we do but it ultimately it's getting people free to understand that and help help and remove the obstacles along the way walking with them until they get to that point and become who they are fully operational in, in their life is fruit bearing uh which is uh honoring god with whatever they do uh helping other people and in a way that satisfies their soul, then it's sustainable. So that, that's Hebraic. That's not Greek. It's not temporary, linear, in-and-out kind of thinking. It's different. So there's all kind of different lines of demarcation uh, that we can draw here and con- con- compare and contrast. But uh, the simplest way is to, is to look at who the average person thinks they are mm. and then you know, maybe point out who they are. So we got tons of metaphors and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, what do you see? What do you see as a trigger point for folks uh, that are really interested to tr- start stepping into this? You know what I mean? Because you work with a lot of folks one to one, and so how do you find that folks come to a place of readiness or willingness to really step in and kind of answer that question?
1: Well, yeah, I was talking to a, a, a young guy yesterday. Uh, great heart. Uh, that's number one right there that's that's what we're looking for is people that are ready to go Um, and and they can be gifted in any area of life and uh, but the the thing is um, if you have that kind of heart then then that's the key you you'll be able to to take the time to dig into this so there has to be a hunger there Hmm. what most people see I guess a I don't know if you call it a trigger point or a, more of just a mode that people get in, or like a rut. And uh, one of the guys I'm working with right now, a fantastic guy, just uh, becoming a really good friend, and uh, um, you know. But he, he, I think he's one example of it, it's not about what you have or what you don't have. It's it's about how you perceive yourself hmm. operating in a very logic-driven environment. Um, you know, step one, two, three, control it, check it, be done with it, move on to the next thing. Structure's good, but, you know, structure, it's like a swimming pool. You need a, you need a foundation, but when you swim, you just swim. Mm-hmm. You need to do what you want. You don't want someone micromanaging every movement in a pool. Yeah, explore the space. Yeah, Gene, <laughs> <Jean>, Cowbell. <laughs> so, you know, what I've got drawn out here, and I won't... Uh, I'll just use it as a reference. I didn't make very many notes today, but uh, you know, I had just kind of put this on my wall the other day. I was I was kind of helping this fella see this, and uh, uh, but but most people see their lives as a series of boxes, mm. and <laughs> right, <laughs> well, and that, that's what we're taught, yeah, and we're taught that from people who see themselves in boxes who were taught by people that, and you know, that's I, I'm not going to say that's. Evil. I'm going to say it's not good enough. Mm. Um, it, it's it's settling for a rusty bike when God's got a Harley dealership for you. Yeah. You know? So so that and then uh, you know also I, I created this pie chart and I kind of put this guy into it based on what I've I've known him for about three years now and and plugged him in. And this is if I'm an outsider, this is how I would see him, and I think this is how he kind of sees himself. It's God, good I've stuff. Tried. But it, it's... Uh, so you kind of played the
0: card of how the world would see you. Yes. Like you stepped on that side of the right. fence and said, here are some adjectives yeah. or descriptors right. or whatever of who you think you are yes. to
1: the world and, yes. and gave him a clear picture of that. Okay. That's right. And and what it does is it keeps you, when you live in that mentality, it keeps you from seeing the depth of, of who you are and why mm. you're here. Right. So it boxes you in, literally. It I mean, does. It's, yeah. It, yeah, it's a prison of your own making. Mm. Uh, and a lot of people don't like to; they don't want to dream mm. because they don't understand what fruit bearing actually is. So right. they just think dreaming is just uh, sappy thinking. <laughs> and you know, I'm and, too
0: I'm too grown up for that.
1: Yeah, they're good enough to dream up a beer, um, and then that's it. You know, give me a sitcom and a beer, right? Um, which are great, but uh, you need to really work at it. Uh, dreaming is work, but you have to understand how it connects, how God plugs it in. It's purpose. Mm. So you know this is a form of obedience. God put the desires in your heart in you, and uh, if you don't uncover those things, um, you know people would get mad if God didn't put them there. He'd get mad. They'd get mad if He did put them there, but hide them uh, and not let them have them. Mm. So God's goal is the same as ours. I like what you said there. It's a form of obedience. It is. I've not really
0: thought about it that way. That's a good breakdown for, for you to step into who God made you to be. Is Yes. A, a, that's a purpose of it walking is. out your faith life. Absolutely. It's not just about you know what we make it into, the right. box of religion, yeah. behavior, no. feed the homeless, whatever. Right. It's about you know actually being obedient to become yes. who
1: he made you to be. That's the greatest form of obedience there is. In fact, that's what Jesus oh, that's good. died for. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, he paid for our sins, yes. But he was raised again, so we could become like him. Mm, that's so good. And who who we are supposed to be? So the great thing about him is he contains the whole package. Mm. We can be uh, a body to him, and that means we are all different, uh, but we all have just as much as importance. And that's what we. That is what the church is. This is the one body, many parts, yeah. fully expressed and lived yeah, out. It's people who believe with some, you know, connected through anointing, uh, you know, gift sets, all that stuff, working together to, to change everything. And, uh, and it, it works, it can't fail. So it's just the hardest part is helping people understand it's such a paradigm shift. It yeah. truly is upside down thinking in a logical world.
0: And and that's where that's where the kind of hard work comes in for mm-hmm. us is yeah. really helping people undo these cultural norms right. of validating and valuating yourselves by what family you grew up in, right. by you know where you were born, by how much money you have, mm-hmm. by your profession,
1: yeah, you or know, don't have
0: exactly all yeah. of the above, right, right, right,
1: right. So so you know what I did was I kind of listed out these boxes. Uh, you know, one's believer, one's businessman, one's husband, father, golfer, giver, and friend. These are all good attributes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but, and then I put it in a pie chart, and then I put percentages on it. Right. Now, I'm not going to share all that because it's, it, it, it you know, it, it doesn't matter so much. It's just an example. Yeah, If, if it, so I can go up to somebody and say, you know, what what are your... Uh, we can use whatever language, but how do you see yourself? You know, mm-hmm. and, and almost anybody will will put themselves in a few boxes or, or a pie chart of some sort. And <clears throat> the, the, what we're after is is the output, the fruit. These are labels; these are things that we can identify with, but they are not the whole of who we are. Our, our identity is not reduced to those things uh, any more than you know. If you drive a certain car, your identity is not reduced to that car. So what we're after here is that, and we talked about this last week, that you're, you're not after a moment, you're after a mission, you, you, mm. you're not after good deeds, you're after, it. so your life is, um, <clears throat> your, your life becomes uh, a mission with a business, mm-hmm. with a family, with whatever, you know, with I like donuts, <laughs> but it, that is built on top of the mission. And so now what happens is you can begin to go from a one-dimensional to a three-dimensional type life. And uh, it, it's, it's not hedging your bets. It's more it's getting to the, 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 the legacy part. Do you want to help a few people, or do you want to change the world? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be a good man or a good lady or a great man or a great lady? Some people just say, I just want to be a good person, but I think God. God is either, you know, He, he wants you to be great. I, I I don't think He wants you to settle. Most people do, mm. but uh, that that's not. So 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 you do have to engage it. It's hard work, but it's so worth it. Yeah, but it's a, a different type of work.
0: Well, it's it's it, it. Ultimately, this season, kind of in the world, mm-hmm. has drawn us to a place where you have this or that. Mm-hmm. It's either stepping into what we're talking about, right. the true self, you know who you actually are, whatever you, however you want to look at that, your purpose, your calling, you know all the above, the anointing, etc. Right? Or it, it's trying to, you know, swim across the Atlantic, <laughs> you know, yeah, under your own strength. And we just see how willpower and all the labels and all the boxes are just being shaken and wrecked right now. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. folks have to get to a point mm-hmm. where they go, I have a choice to make. Yeah, And I, and I think that's that, that first step. And then they begin to step through that doorway and then right. explore what's behind it.
1: Well, it's like seeing the word, uh, you know, this one fellow I'm working with uh, and, and a lot of people, but, uh, uh, it really, really wants to, to learn the word. It's got mm-hmm. a hunger for it, but, uh, uh, you know, we've been kind of working through different versions and different things, things that feel right. But <clears throat> uh, he loves golf, so I said, "What's the best course?" Okay, in the world. He kind of thought about it, and this guy would know. Uh huh. <laughs> he said Augusta. Okay. And uh, I said, "Okay," and I was pointing at his Bible. I said, "That Bible is Scotland. Mm. That's the origin." And you know, and then he got it. He understood the richness of this. Ah. So you want to dig into the Word. You want to approach this as if it's, it's got depth to it. Rather than complaining about it, you've got to press in. And what, what I'm finding is the more that people grab hold of this and step in just a little bit, the more they want to. So it, it mm. perpetuates. Uh, but, but the Bible is a good example because a lot of people are like, I don't even know what, I can't do it. You know? Well, that's not true at yeah. all. That's how you do it. It
0: goes back to what Jesus said, to the, to, to the one who has, more will be given. That's right. As you step yeah. in, more comes. As you step that's in, exactly and the right. one who
1: retracts, yeah.
0: the one who draws back,
1: right. Whatever,
0: whatever he has is still taken away. Yeah. There's a really profound element, the supernatural element, yes. of as you press into this thing, right. it grows. Yeah. And that's what people can't get, because they maybe press in a little bit until that point of tension comes, mm-hmm. and then they, they retreat. And it's like this yeah. never-ending saga of not
1: being yeah. able to get it. <laughs> yeah, so we, we want to be clear that uh, these things that we teach, they're not, uh, they're, they're not just some <clears throat> simple uh, sit down and watch TV and eat donuts. The platitude, yeah. And I think that's what people crave uh, because they don't know there's so much more. And uh, they don't know that they can shift everything uh, just by living out their purpose and who they are. It's like saying to Moses, uh, you know, people give Moses credit by accident for parting the Red Sea, but he didn't. Yeah, he he went there and waited. God parted it, and and so just understanding the difference there, uh, it, it it all. So so your life becomes a mission, but. One way to look at it, and, and let me know if we're running yeah, out of time. Joe, here. keep us on loop. Okay. Um, but one one of the best ways I've found, and, and to, to help people begin to see this, um, I take a cup, You know, I've got a, a cup. It's not a cup, but it's a like a water bottle type thing right here. And just draw a circle mm. around it, uh, you know, and so you got a circle there you take a glass or anything take a trophy take whatever you want and put it on a piece of paper and draw a line around take your feet okay and do that okay so now what do you see on that paper and i know a lot of people won't be able to see this but what do you see describe what you see there I i see a circle you see a circle now Living in a one dimensional boxed in pie chart life where you're these five things and that's your identity is like trying to describe that water bottle that I just took off this paper by looking at that circle. circle. Or it's like trying to say, uh, trying to describe Matt Ham by me outlining your footprint on a page. Mm. And, and when you step off of it, all you're going to do is, is see what? Uh, an outline of a big old foot. Of a shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you can't know the depth of Matt by looking at that. So it's like people, when they box themselves in, they're also flattening themselves. Ah. It's temporary. It's one dimensional. And, uh, if we, if I take a trophy or a statue of Liberty, little mini one and put it on this paper and draw a line around, it's probably going to be a square or rectangle. Right. When you pull it up, you have no idea that that was just a trophy or a statue of Liberty. So this is the difference between living a life where you're uh, calling yourself a believer versus one where you're stepping into things that you can't see, that mm. God will uncover. So that's where we come back to the idea that you, you have to learn to walk by faith. That's the physical man, using the word, the physical word. And then you will, you will begin to understand how to be led by the Spirit. And that's the voice of God that everybody's looking for, but don't they don't know how to find it. Yeah. This is how you find it. This is how you tap into that. Yeah, but but that that is a good metaphor uh, to try to describe the difference between living. A, you're like a chalkboard person mm. versus three-dimensional. The real thing.
0: Yeah. You know, I, um, it, I have
1: a couple <clears throat> thoughts.
0: Um, mm-hmm. bear, bear, bear with me. Let's get them out see if they go anywhere. Yeah. One was it reminds me of a thing I read from C.S. Lewis one time this is probably seven years ago when I was really just starting to step in to these concepts. And he made a comment one time in one of his narratives that, uh, everyone looks the same in the dark. It's Mm -hmm. the light that draws distinction. Mm -hmm. And, and, and this way too, is when you step into the word and the implanted word, that's what brings out the dimensions of your, Character yes. and who God's made you to be. That's so, the only
1: way you can truly know.
0: Exactly. So without that, it, it's like just walking around as a robot is
1: just one of the other people in a room, right. a dark room. Yeah, and and you know, unfortunately, a lot of people get to be you know uh, to that fourth quarter of life before they begin to understand that. So our job is to take somebody who's thirty years old and ready to go, yes. or fifty, or sixty, or, or forty, whatever. We're in, but. Uh, <clears throat> But you go, you know, so who you thought you were, in this fellow's uh, instance, is these five or six things. Mm. I spend my time doing this, this, is this, this, this. So, but that's, again, that's a flat, one-dimensional view. Um, and it, it disregards uh, who God says you are. And so that's what I want to get into is, uh, this is who you thought you were, mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing. But you're, there's way more to you. So who you actually are. Um, is is what we want to contrast, compare, and contrast because it's it's way better. Absolutely, you know, it's like uh, you, you know who God is sort of through. Oh yeah, that's him in the Bible. Somebody out there versus he's he's a guest in your home, like he's he's a welcome part of your family. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's in everything you do and say. So big, big difference there.
0: Yeah, Joe, how are we on time, man? Just checking in. How are we on time? We got five minutes. Okay, good deal. So, the the Kevin, when you walk through folks in our mentoring process, let's talk about our mentoring process a little bit. Just because I mean, sure. we're going to step into the second second yeah. segment here. Um, most people come to you, come to us, and there is a hunger there. There's a willingness there, and we, you know, right. we kind of gauge that with an initial conversation. But a lot of times, folks say they're ready and hungry and wanting to to dive in. Yeah, but they're they're actually not because right. when it comes time to put you know, some resources on the line, or comes time to put time on the line, or whatever. Right, they run from it. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, you know, it's and, tough, and we see that. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that until you're willing to step in, right? You know, then there's nothing's going to happen. So, what would you say to a person who's? You know, been fighting the idea for a while. They've 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 thought about it. The spirit's really tugging on their heart, Mm -hmm. but they're just making up a bunch of excuses. You know, we have language in our culture that says, you know, do your business or get off the pot. Being kind about it, we even said that ahead of time. (laughs) But that's a real challenge. Yeah. So, what would you say to that person who's maybe watching the show today or hearing us, and it's like maybe this sounds good, and I kind of feel it, but I'm not, you know, whatever.
1: Well, it depends on the personality and the receptiveness. Uh, I tend to be in front of people who who really mean well. Um, They got they kind of got good hearts because we got a pretty good filter. Um, But uh, I think a lot of times it's just by accident. It's like accidental hypocrisy. We we don't know we're doing it. Um, And uh, so the big thing is is where is the Where's the hunger coming from, and, and is it pain, is it trauma, is it stress, is it things that situational? So we have all kind of different places that we can start, but um, I think the, the big thing is to really understand what their ultimate goal is and, and start to pull some nuggets out and, and then use those things to help draw a picture or put a puzzle together. It's really hard to explain, but um, it, it, it's it, it works. It's it's incredible, and uh, we've got plenty of testimonies. But uh, I think the, the big thing is to understand that we remove every obstacle. Um, that means if you don't care and we care more about you than you care about yourself— then <laughs> I'm going to say what I was saying earlier yeah. to Joe, just kidding, you know, not at Joe, but with him, like let's say it to everybody, crap or get off the pot. Yeah, That's why I say things like, hey, if you're not in, then that's okay. I, uh, that's not my job. I'm not selling anything. I'm here to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're asking you to help other people by, by pitching in. Uh, what's wrong with that? You know, most people just charge for a service. We're doing more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you look at it that way, um, uh, you know, I had a guy I was talking to the other day and he, he reminded me of something I'd heard before, but I guess he heard a pastor say it or somebody and, but it's a great thing, uh, to remember and, uh, you can plug in whatever number you want, but, uh, you know, you go up to somebody and say, look, I'll give you $500,000 a year income if you never read the Bible again. Hmm. And that, to me, uh, is a great way, and we got lots of different things like that that I use, uh, you know, just things God's given me. But that, one, uh, that one's been around a while, and uh, somebody reminded me of it the other day, and I appreciated that. But, but that's, uh, you know, asked, these are the type questions. This is what Kevin Adams does. Uh, it's very C.S. Lewis-like in terms of, I'm not comparing myself to him, in terms of, look, I'm not going to let you escape. Yeah, You've got to answer a question. Mm. Uh, and if you're not willing to do that, then I'm not going to spend my time with you yeah. because there's other people that need help that really want it. So part of pitching in and all that is, uh, look, we're trying to help a lot of people. So uh, we're, we're building something, but so it's it's not a you know I think there's a, a variety of reasons, probably way too many to why people don't do it mm-hmm. but The biggest one uh is people are uh you know they just they just don't want to work at it. you know one of the questions that we uh, early
0: on formulated that you came up with was you know um, are you going to still be in the same place one year from now
1: Yeah, that's right yeah. I that we, we ask it every year on our on our uh, community
0: text that we send out, yeah. You know, it's it's it's, and that's a challenge. You know, because hey, here you are. Call it in the rat race or the you know the hamster wheel or whatever. Is, is yep. that where you want to be? Right.
1: One year from now. Well, I think it's a good segue too, Matt, to pull in a ten, a teeny bit. Of, we can do a show about this later, but we can pull in a little bit of, uh, of uh, parenting uh, in the legacy thing. We were talking about this before, and we've been talking about mission and legacy of faith and all that. And you know, your kids are. Growing very quickly, and uh, so I think another way to look at this is to, to, you have to deal with people right where they are, Mm. but you have to be firm about it. Yes. And uh, otherwise, why are we, you know, it's not a social. uh, Right, feel good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's hard work. It is. Well, that's discipleship. It it is, but but I'm going to work harder, you know, to help you than you. Yeah. Then, you know, you got something there. And we have the example in Jesus,
0: who did not give idle time that's right. trying to convince
1: that's right. people.
0: You know, you said that's it right. last week. He, mm-hmm. he essentially does two things: mm-hmm. he delivers them
1: and heals them, that's it. and he teaches them. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. spiritual and physical. Yes, uh, without both, you got a hole in your boat. And uh, that's what Life Center is. It does both. Yeah, and that's what we do. So. Well, friends, we, uh, we're we going to go to a break here. We appreciate those
0: who are watching us streaming uh, live, and uh, we'll be back after a short break. But we wanted to let you guys know, if you're not already plugged in, go to uprint.life. Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E, um, and learn more about us. Reach out to us if you need to. But get plugged into the Portable Faith community and consider stepping into one-to-one discipleship uh, with Kevin. Uh, as I've said before, he's the very best I've ever encountered, and it's an honor to be his partner because that's what he's excellent at doing, and we're here for you guys in that. So we're going to take a short break. Back for more right after this. Hey, everybody. Madham here. Thanks so much for listening to today's show wanted to let you know that we are actively taking listener call-ins. Heading into the second segment of today's show here, you're going to hear a listener question from Trisha. But if you have a question about your faith, about your family, any aspect of uh, uncovering your purpose... Feel free to call into the show, and we may just use it in an upcoming broadcast. The call-in number is 910-805-8330. That's 910-805-8330. We would love to hear from you guys, so please give us a call and let us know how we can help. Now, back to the show. Hello, and welcome back to Wake Up. Our faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, with you every single week. We are live uh, every Wednesday, eleven a.m. to twelve p.m. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. uh, Restreaming every weekend, Saturdays and Sundays on Wilmington's Big Talker, one hundred six point seven FM, from eight a.m. to nine a.m. We'd love for you guys, if you're listeners to the show, reach out, let us know that you're listening. We do take call-ins, and we can and love to kind of be an advocate for you and your faith journey where you are. So if you guys want to call into the show, you can do so, 910-805-8330, 910-805-8330. We can address that, possibly include it in an upcoming broadcast. And today, uh, we're kicking off our second segment. This is when we normally take our listener calls. Today, we have a call from Tricia. I think Joe's going to roll that here in the studio. Hey, Matt and Kevin, this is Tricia. I guess, you know, trying to be a support for people during these unprecedented times and the stress and everything that's going on in the world. Um, I know we each have our own timing in the past when it comes to finding our faith. But, you know, what advice, besides praying, would you say to a non believer? Um, how would you approach them? Um, something maybe that makes them want to learn more about God and perhaps change their minds? It's something that I've been struggling with with people I care about. And I'm just curious what your stance is and what direction you take that. Um, thank you both for everything. Be blessed. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, maybe one of the best of all time, right? Amen. Uh, evangelism uh, is a, an act of love. It's, it's uh, to me, it's, it's about setting the example. Uh, you know, everybody is different. And uh, you, you have to understand how God uses you in that scenario. So there's not really a canned answer. And I think that's why the church model doesn't work so well that, you know, the Sunday thing, you, you try to can it down. So it, it really, you have to understand the, the greatest thing you can do for anyone. And we'll, come, we'll use that segue into what we were talking about a minute ago is to be the good news in their lives first. Mm. And that means you're there with one agenda. That is to give. Mm. And uh, when you do that, it will bear fruit. It will be excellent. It will honor God. It doesn't mean you got to preach. God will give you the opportunity. But it will help them, encourage them in some way, and 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 it will satisfy your soul uh, deeply, so that's the best way. And I've found I've uh, been at it a long time, and that that's that that works. Mm. That that's how God draws all men to Himself, rather than trying to <laughs> men going out there and getting them. Sell a, yeah, you know whatever you plaid jacket Christianity Amway at whatever the heck you know. It's just that stuff's done. It doesn't work anymore. I'm uh, Not sure it ever did, but. Uh, uh, people are just drowning in, in information and data and uh, but they what they don't have is is good examples and so you have to live it but you can do that very specifically in very small ways um, by loving on on them hmm. especially in ways that they need uh, you know I, I get people say well they throw the word vomit <laughs> at me and uh, but but well you you know, you let people vomit on you and all that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just a great listener, and, and uh, I'm not going to call it vomit anymore. We're not going to call it that. Uh, I, I haven't. But uh, what I'm saying is become a good listener. Yeah. Uh, give them a hug. Give them a cup of coffee. That's how people. Nobody cares what you got to say until they know that you care what they have to say what they, they need to share. Mm. And you've got to mean it with everything in you. That is the best way, in my view, to evangelize. But you can do it in all sorts of ways beyond that. Got to have that kind of heart.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's fantastic, man. And Tricia, thanks so much for calling in. I think there's a lot of tension that's been built up over the years within kind of the Western Christian model, as you somehow have been made to feel like a bad Christian if right. you're not leading others to Jesus. And so it yeah. becomes a behavior pattern yes. that we put pressure on ourselves right. and we lose authenticity. Yeah. And so what you're saying is like, just love people, just be yeah. there. And yeah. if somebody needs to sit down and just empty their heart, then yes. listen, on it. If right. they need a cup of coffee, then just right. give it to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just be who God's called you to be. And, right. and again, th- this is where we talk about kingdom evangelism, yes. which is a coin phrase kind of thing we started talking about right. like four or five years ago. Yeah. Kingdom evangelism right. versus you know
1: traditional. The gospel of the kingdom is bigger it's 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 a broader thing the gospel of salvation is the centerpiece and it's the doorway but it's go on the monopoly board the kingdom is bigger yeah uh, so why are you saved this is the why part and most people stop there and they just want to look at the great beyond in one day and okay i did it what's next yeah and it's just not like that so but yeah i think the simple answer is uh you be you be the good news. The best way to share the good news is to become the good news in their lives. And you're not saying you are God. What you're saying is you're, you're a conduit mm. uh, of him. And he will express himself through you into their lives every time. They may or may not listen, but that's not your job. Your job is to do, to carry out his will. And you'll find great satisfaction in it.
0: Yeah. One of the things you told me a couple weeks ago, Mm. kind of, and we've talked about this on the show last week, I think, is just navigating some own tension in my life and just kind of coming Mm -hmm. through, you know, what I would feel like is a latter reign, a latter season of maturity as I step in. Uh Um, You know, you said, Matt, at the end of the day, no one can stop you from giving.
1: That's Right.
0: And, man, it's invigorated me in such a profound way. And I've I've woken up the last couple of weeks with just a a passion (laughs) and a sense of purpose that I hadn't had in a while. And it kind of waned, you know, through the season with COVID and all that stuff. And, Uh And you said, man, nobody can stop you from giving, and now is your time to step up and do this. And it was great because it it talks, it goes into what we're talking about today in the show of who you think you are versus who you
1: actually are. It's like, go be that dude. That's right.
0: Nothing can stop you.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I I think that we can look at the discipleship process in the same way that we, we look at parenting. It's, it's not quite so uh, radically, uh, uh, it, it doesn't take as long and, It's not as difficult and all that. It's not
0: an eighteen-year process. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but it but it is a the trajectory is often the same, and because people are people, Mm. and uh, what we want is to preserve the child in people, the childlike thing that can become a son or daughter, and to know that uh, of of God. Um, You know, I would encourage everybody to read Ephesians. Uh, just start digging in. It's just it, it's mind-boggling how clear this is that God wants to us to see Him as a father, and you know, just we are one, but we are also individuals. Man, chapter four. Oh my gosh, uh, it's it's one of my favorites. Uh, so yeah, love but, Ephesians four. Yeah, it's it it shows unity and individualism. It, it's a beautiful letter, but Ephesus was a city. It was a place, just like Wilmington or wherever. Um, so, so, but we'll, we'll plug in parenting just for a second. This is not a parenting show, but you know, let's let's use this to help explain this idea between you know chalkboard man, flat world, one dimensional thinking. Mm-hmm. Check off these things. This is my identity. It's what you. What do you do in an elevator? Well, what do you do? Well, I work at an insurance firm or an accounting. I mean, you know. I'm, I cut daisies for a living. I, that's great. That's that's output. Mm. That that's beginning to be some type of fruit. So you know, it, there's more to a tree than than you know one piece of fruit that came off that tree. So uh, it may point to it. It may be that type of tree, but but uh, you know, it, it's also got all these other. Uh, circumstances that that tree is there it's in front of my yard it's this is my tree you know it there's so much to the individual nature so just to bring that back down because i can get real out there but um you take a child and what you want to do is not you don't want your children to run the show, and and I say this with experience. Again, I just speak from examples here. Not uh, that I know everything, but uh, you have to um, remind your children. You don't serve your children when you when you let them out of some false sense of tenderness. Uh, you, you wouldn't let them start start the house on fire because they just feel the need to. Uh, mm. you, you have to be firm, very firm. And that's what spare the rod means. Um, a lot of people try to turn it into, you know, 20 different things. It's not about being violent, but it is about being absolutely firm. This is your ground. This is your authority. And you have to you have to take it, right? And, and, and I want you to please chime in. But I just wanted to plug that in. You know, we treat people that way for themselves, for who they are, to help them get to where they need to go. It's there's a firmness to it. Well, it's actually it's actually real, authentic
0: love is what it is. It is, that's you know, right. and that's where I remember way back, one of my boys, you know, made the comment, "Dad, if you loved me, you'd let me, whatever, fill in the blank, right? Eat ice cream, you know, kind yeah. of every night." Yeah, and I'm right. like, you know, you don't get to define, <laughs> right, what my love, yes. how it expresses itself. Yeah. And, and there's something profound in that because you, you said it. Part of the challenge we're dealing with in culture is everybody defining what love is. Right. You know, this is love is love, and this is the own—I'm not talking about the sexuality issue. I'm just saying this is how I want to be loved, and you have to love me that way, and if you don't, then you're wrong yeah kind of thing yeah and when we take that into our own families what we end up doing pleasing our spouse pleasing mm-hmm. our kids and as that's you're right. saying that's a broken foundation
1: it, it it will generate horrific adults and uh I, I know that people have to learn the hard way but uh i can tell you i have a, an amazing set of children uh they're grown-ups they're not kids but they are my children and uh, my wife and i both uh just every day, I'm just blown away. But they've, they've seen God move in their life. Mm. But, they, but what we did was we, we were very firm. We set the example. So the idea is that people don't want to step from stick man world or chalkboard one-dimensional thinking into the depth uh, of who they are mm. because they don't want to work at it. It's like saying, I want to be a YouTube star and so I deserve that, and you know it's just a load of crap. I mean, great technology is awesome. If you're gifted, it's the same thing as if you take a gifted. Uh, my nephew uh, just signed Vanderbilt. Uh, he's a sophomore in high school. He signed Vander, Vanderbilt. Signed him to play baseball. Oh, awesome! So this kid is is amazing. Yeah, Vanderbilt's legit. Yeah, and he's a, he's very humble. Uh, godly kiddo um, funny as a whip man but but uh, and we're really proud of him. in fact, we're proud of his parents who that's holly's younger sister and they're great folks they live in the knoxville area but <clears throat> what i'm getting at here is there's plenty of other people who want to force their kids to become some kind of star well you you can do a lot of that to, you give them opportunities but you this is you have to understand as a parent uh, and I don't want to get too deep into the parenting, but but that's what discipleship. I'm trying to show the mirror here. Mm. You have to understand who they are and help them get there, and and you can't let them get out of bounds on that because they'll run all over the place. And that's why people don't like to necessarily sit down and dream and and or study the word or you know just have prayers of thanksgiving uh, because it doesn't seem productive. Yeah, it seems like well I'm just rubbing a genie in a bottle. It's a waste of time and. You just give me a beer and a a movie. You know, I just, I got to relax. Well, that's fine too, but we have to, it takes work. Mm. And I think that's maybe what I'm saying today is just like it does with parenting. You work hard for your kids, uh, but you do no service to anybody uh, by just allowing them to uh, run all over the place Mm. and waste their time and yours. You can love them. You don't have to be angry, but you do have to be firm and say, wait a second, you know, here's what I see. Yeah. And so, so anyway, that, that's who, who you actually are is yeah. what you're after with your kids, mm-hmm. but it's also what you're after uh, when you're helping people. And that's what Jesus was after with people. That's what the disciples, the apostles, you know, in all versions of gifts point to. I think the key is, is,
0: is you're talking about this, a lot of folks have worked really hard at becoming who they think they're supposed to be. Right. Or who their mom and dad wanted them to be. That's right. Or who their neighbors want them to be. Yes. And, and that's the great challenge, who their church tells them they're supposed to be. Yes. People work really, really hard at becoming the wrong person. Exactly. And without even realizing yeah,
1: it. It's a good way but, to put it. But yeah.
0: what we have to do is shift, and we have to work really hard at becoming who he's called us
1: to be. That's right.
0: And that's where, that's where it does take putting in the effort. It does. You know, and, and, and again, we're not, you know, people always joke. So what are you saying? Just just sit there. We joke all the time. Don't sit on the couch and wait for it to rain in your mouth. Right. But it's once you know who you are, man, work your rear end off at that.
1: Yeah. You, that's where your life is a mission now with all these other things that you can build on top of that. This is building your house on a rock instead of sand. But, uh, yeah, so who you actually are is who you are to God. Yeah. And if you build your life on that mm. and you make the investment there, now you're turning down the half-million-dollar-a-year paycheck, you know, hypothetically, uh, to to not read the Bible. If somebody told me that, you know, I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah. I'd mug them probably. But, uh, you know, there's, there's sure, surely some people out there who, you know, who— claim believer you know atheists are here they they're not, they're not going to care they're just gonna give me the money but there there are certainly people who would really have to think that through i mean there's no thought i'm sure in your mind or mine like mm. dude the bible is <laughs> i wouldn't wouldn't even go near that. That's everything. Well, that brings ridiculous. back the Book of Eli. You know the
0: movie there. Oh like yeah. Spoiler alert. You know it's just yeah. it, that, how right. when you truly understand the 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 value in it. Yeah. You know timeless. Yes. You know value in it. Like it is the greatest gift yeah. that we have been given, other than the mm-hmm. Spirit of God which dwells in us. You well, know?
1: and that's the thing is they work together, and and you you need both. Uh, one is the physical man, the outer man, walking my faith. You have to turn away from letting the things around you lead you. And uh, then you can begin to, that's like plugging your guitar into the amp. Then the Spirit of God illuminates. And you, you start to understand what he's saying and where he's going. And then your prayers connect and you start yeah. seeing the power behind the authority. You know that there's as it was we're talking through today, just the
0: idea of one dimensional living, who you think you are, you know all the past trauma pain et cetera it it really there's this this thing emerging of the the dichotomy of what people are truly you know working toward, and mm-hmm. the greatest challenges to that from what I'm seeing over here mm-hmm. is culture mm-hmm. s- surrounding circumstance, yeah, it's physical, yep and impatience. Sure. Yeah. And and those are two things for me mm-hmm. that I know that you've helped me a great deal with, mm-hmm. is stepping beyond cultural implications of who Matt Ham's supposed to be right. and stepping beyond the impatience of wanting it now Yeah, and then being willing to be faithful in the process, trusting that there's right. the same goal between God and I.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you can't really be... You may have a good heart, but you can't really exercise your faith if you don't understand what patience is and uh uh, many of us have to learn it the hard long way um but patience is meant to be rest it's meant to be take the moment off jump in god's arms and let him do it and uh but most people don't realize that so if you go back to childhood and you you know have some things to deal with and and those things don't get healed or or dealt with, then you continue your life with those things, and you bounce around, get tossed about like the waves, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a holistic process, but who you actually are is who you are to God, and that's where we start with the word. We we go to the implanted word. We talk about the heart. You have to begin to see yourself the way God does before you can see yourself in the fine-tuned brushstrokes of that Rembrandt that you really are. You have to know that you're his son or daughter. You're his bride. And all the attributes that go with these things. And you're his friend. Friend. And if you don't see yourself that way, then what you end up being is a kind of a a saved servant, hanging out, waiting for one day, getting these other things done, stacking up stuff, trying to get an income or working for security. And when you find it falling asleep in the comfort of it, that's what happens to people. And they stay flat world, one-dimensional, and then they die. And they say, well, he did a few good deeds. But three generations later, nobody even remembers their name. It's not about being remembered. It's about changing the world while you're here. Mm. You, do you, if I could ask anybody, would you, would you want to change the lives of a million people or one? Well, one is, is valuable. But if you had the choice, your life could change a million versus one. What would you pick? You know, I know what you would pick, but, but, you know, it's not meant to be hard. It's The Red Sea will part if you go do this, and you will change lives. You will help people. Everybody has this in them. It's called fruit bearing. The part that gets left out is soul satisfaction. When you know you're his child, his bride, and his friend, now you can start to live from that place. Then you can plug back in the things that you, that these are the desires of your heart. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, the, the beauty of what we um, have and what we can offer folks is a, uh, a really innovative process mm-hmm. to walk them through this from right. beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And that's continuing to grow. I mean, it, yeah. it includes, you know, the Portable Faith community. It includes one-to-one mentoring. We're right. launching out our communities now. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a dynamic way that people can really get engaged here and something that God is doing. Oh yeah. And and it's uh it's really cool. And I just I want to make sure that folks know that this isn't just about a radio broadcast of, you know, a few good ideas. Yeah. That there's is, so much yeah. more here, you know. Right. We do this as a service really to just go, yeah. hey guys, here's some nuggets to chew on. But yes. if you want to step in, come on. Yeah. Uh, we're not here to force you or convince you, but the problem, we're here. Yeah, you know? we're not
1: trying to become radio famous. <laughs> we we do this it's it's a form of Public discipleship, just to reach out and, uh, uh, but but I, I think when you think about it this way too, when you again back to the parenting thing, if you live a good life, you do all the things. These you know, be a run a business. You know uh, the, the things we talked about earlier. These boxes that people live in. Um, <clears throat> what's that? What does your legacy look like? Well, I want to leave a good inheritance for my children, which could be simply. Uh, financial security, abundance of opportunities, and a basic Christian moral code. Well, those things aren't bad. And, and the Bible teaches us to leave a good inheritance for our children. But it's like uh, when you think about what you could do with your life, what, why God made you, it wasn't just for that. Mm. That comes along for the ride. Yeah, there's more. You get, your, your family is a blessing to you. They're not purpose. So your anointing When your gifts are on top of that, the effort happens, and it will change the world. It will help everybody it's supposed to, and God will bring them across your path. So it's not just your children anymore. It it can be. Literally millions of people that yeah. your life can change, and that's a great
0: challenging thought as we kind of start to wrap up today's show to people mm-hmm. to sit with. Is just recognize the reality. Yeah, God did not create you from mediocrity. That's because right. There's nothing about God that's mediocre.
1: That's right. And,
0: and you have to be willing though to step into yes. the process of becoming who He made you to be, yes. because that's the only way that you'll press past mediocrity.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I know we don't have much time, but. Sylvester Stallone, we, we saw a little documentary the other day, and I don't, I don't know if it was on Netflix or what, but uh, I think he wrote Rocky in like three days. That's crazy. And and he he was nobody, really. He was an actor, but when you think about this, this guy stepped in and did something, and gosh, it's an anthem for generations. You know, some of the kids today don't give a crap about it, but it, it is a fantastic story. That's... Uh, that's calling. That's anointing, but he did it, and uh, he didn't know he was going to win Oscars and make money. All he knew is he had a burning desire to do this. When other people said you got to do it a different way,
0: well, and he didn't compromise on it because it did part, not
1: compromise.
0: Part of the deal, as I've read, I mean, I hadn't seen the documentary, no. but you know, he said, "Hey, here's the script. That's right, and I'm the lead actor. That's right." That's right. And they go, no, 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 no,
1: no. Yeah. And he said, nope, then give me the script yeah, back. Yeah, you,
0: I mean, I love that. You
1: know, Yeah, you, you have to live that way. But when you do it for God and from Him, it's unstoppable. And how do I know? Because I've done it both ways. And I got rich doing it the other way, but then it was gone, and I saw the futility of it. It's just like uh, Ecclesiastes. Mm. Um, except I got another chance. The wind, the wind. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, but, but there's tons of examples. Um, we're meant to live from that place, and uh, when we don't, think about it this way. If you stay one-dimensional person, you're going to probably help your family and maybe a few people around. Mm. If you If you live in the depth of who God shows you, He uncovers who you are, not only will you be extremely satisfied, but you will help, a multitude of people, you'll help set them free, along with all the rest of us working together to do it. You choose. Mm. It does take a little work on the front end, though. Well, it's transforming geography, is and and
0: that's what Jesus, that's the marker that Jesus came. I'm stepping onto the scene, and I'm going to change the landscape around me. And then he poured that into 12 you know, ho-hum dudes, right. and those 12 ho-hum dudes transformed the geography around them. Yeah. And then here comes Saul of You know, yes. he got it. He transformed the geography. That's right. And this is what has happened yeah. with the movement of right. kingdom people from the very beginning, and right. now is our time to it do is. the same.
1: It is. Yeah, It. It's, it's, it, we don't need a bunch of disclaimers. We just need to lead and get on with it. And if you don't want a part of it, that's okay, too. We'll give you a hug and a glass of Kool-Aid. But if you want it, we will keep you from falling on the battlefield. We'll, we'll, we'll walk with you every step of the way. No obstacles. I don't understand why somebody wouldn't want that. Mm. It's genuine. Um, and it's, it's got credible, benchmarked, proven history. Yeah, And, uh, and it's all built on God's Word. And, uh, you know, so you decide, but uh, we're moving forward. And yeah. it, it's it's a wonderful thing. Lots of good people are involved, though, and we're very thankful to them.
0: Kevin, that's really what we do. We want to be the rising tide that floats all the boats around us. Yes. Instead of waiting on the tide to rise, it's our responsibility to bring, right, and every we rise everybody with us, and yeah. that's what this is about. Yeah.
1: Step in, and, and, and you'll, you'll your hunger will grow. You got that, and then you're, you're off to the races. And it's an adventure. So look at it that way. Absolutely.
0: Well, man, thanks for everything today, friends. Thanks for watching. Uh, Check out more at uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. Thanks to Joe for producing the show and the Big Talker for hosting us every weekend. You guys have a great one. See you next week.